The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Other Wrestling Show. My name is Joel and I'm here with Mike and we're going to give you all a brief preview of the AEW Revolution pay-per-view, which is going to be taking place on Saturday, February 29th. So uh, we're not going to mess around. We're just going to get straight into our discussion and picks. I have my picks already recorded. Mike is going to make his picks live on the air and uh, we'll get it started. The first match announced for Revolution is SoCal Uncensored versus The Dark Order. This will be on the buy-in. So um, I think this is going to be an interesting match. And what I really want to see here is some development from The Dark Order. Mike, what do you think about this one? I mean, it kind of kind of buzzkills me a little bit because I wanted the Exalted One to be revealed. And I don't think they're going to reveal that on the pre-show. Um so I guess we have to wait till next Wednesday potentially for that. But yeah, uh, you know, it, I'm assuming it's Evil Uno and so it's Stu, Grayson. Stu Grayson. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is really just the the Christopher Daniels plot. You know, is he going to be out with SCU? Is he going to be involved in the match? Is he going to turn? Who knows? But, um, you know, I, I, I like what the Dark Order brings in the ring. I think right now, though, with the Dark Order it has less to do with the in-ring work than anything else for me. I want to see this storyline play out with the Exalted One and see how deep this uh, this network goes. But we've seen the Dark Order put on good matches. We've seen Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian put on great matches. So it should be a, a, a fun little match, but um, really not putting a lot of weight into it because I think the Dark Order really is going to kick off next week um, with the Exalted One. Yeah, I think you know what you're going to get from SCU in a match. We've seen them enough times. They're veterans. They've been around. Um, so that's why my focus is on the Dark Order with this one, because I really want to see them continue to grow and develop in the ring. I thought that uh, Evil Uno looked like he was moving really, really well in their match on... Was that Dark? On? Yeah, it was on yeah, Dark. it was on Dark. Um, <clears throat> so I'd like to see them continue that that growth and development. Who do you have in winning this match? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Dark Order. I feel like... You can't, they need to keep the momentum up. And if we're really getting the exalted one here, uh, got to go with a, a W. So, all right, well, we're, we're both on the dark order for that one. So, we'll, we'll move on. Next on the card is Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. I know this is one that we were both anticipating pretty heavily. And I think this could be a showcase match. I know that the order that's listed online isn't necessarily the order that they're going to happen on the show. But in this case, I really hope it is. I think this would be an excellent opening bout because these are two fast, high-impact guys who both have a very interesting working style in the ring and both have star written all over them. So this could be a great opportunity to showcase both of these talents, and I'm excited to see what we get. Yeah, uh, you mentioned before that you that you think this kicks off the pay-per-view, and it 100% should uh, get the crowd engaged, get the energy up. And it's 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 funny because wasn't the first match at Double or Nothing last year Kip Sabian versus uh, Sammy Guevara? Uh, I think that was the first match ever on Dynamite. First match, okay. Uh, either or, you know, to see Sammy come this far and to get this spot, and also to see Darby, it's it's going to be pretty exciting. And I think the uh, the styles match up really well. Um, and I just 
it's gotten really personal and we haven't really needed uh Darby on TV much over the last three, four weeks to kind of set that. You know, he he missed a couple weeks due to the kayfabe neck injury. Um it's pretty much been a few vignettes and a, a few run ins, but uh it, it's I I never would have thought Darby would be the I think the bigger star of the two at the moment in this match. So it's once again a testament of how Darby's been built and I think those two guys give him 15 minutes and just let him tear the house down. So yeah, give them how much time they need. Yeah, um, and you know you always want to have that first match have a lot of energy. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 gonna go. I, I was <laughs> I've been kind of going back and forth on my picks. I know, me too. This is a tough one. Uh, and I think it's tough because I could see this playing out like Armageddon 2005, 2003, where Evolution came out with winning every match, having every title. I know that they can't possibly have all the titles tonight, but I could. I was leaning towards maybe this is a night where the inner circle just runs house. Sammy gets a big win. Hager gets a big win. Jericho retains. But I, I just don't. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So I, I'm going with uh, Darby Allen. Give get the get the fan favorite in the first match. Uh, start off the show in a in a good way, and I think that's just a springboard for. Darby to continue to uh, do good things. I could see Darby in a feud with Jericho at some point over the next few months, like a legit full on feud based off of their previous encounters. So give me give me the coffin drop here. Yeah, so we're we're uh, two for two on this one. I also had Darby Allen, and uh, I think that it, it doesn't make sense with all the momentum that he has and the fact that Sammy Guevara is not going to be hurt by absorbing a loss here, especially with the early wins that he racked up in this calendar year. Um, although those were kind of shady wins, they still count yeah. in the record books. And so it doesn't hurt him too much to take the L here. And I think it helps to rocket Darby forward and move him on to bigger and better things. Next up on the card is another highly anticipated match. I have no idea what we're going to get from this one. Orange Cassidy versus Pack. <laughs> well, it just comes down is is Orange Cassidy going to try? Um, and I think. I think Pac's going to make him try and make him care. I could see it starting out where it's just kind of Pac get yelling at him, like, hey, get up, fight me, one of those things. And it, Cassie's character doesn't usually snap, you know? It's not like, a, oh, now he's pissed, he's going to actually try. But I could see that kind of being the way this match is built around of Pac trying to get Cassie to try and then Cassie just going bug nuts, you know, just flipping all over the ring because we've seen his burst. But I also could see them just straight going a comedy match here. Like, it wouldn't be, you know, characteristic of Pac right now because he's the bastard and he's been doing some dastardly shit. But I would kind of like to see what Orange Cassidy and Pac can do in, like, a pure comedy match. So that's that's kind of my, my thoughts on this. I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine Pac taking the L immediately after losing to Omega in the Iron Man match. Um, so to me, it's really just can we showcase Cassidy kind of like Cody and Darby Allen last summer like holy crap okay this is our first real exposure to him as an in-ring performer he he put on a great match and I think we should expect the same from Cassidy in this yeah I think it'll be interesting to see what they do and what style of match it is uh I think that it would be really interesting to see Pack get really frustrated because Orange Cassidy isn't taking it seriously but is still somehow managing to like 
dodge out of the way of all of Pac's offense. So there's a lot of fun stories they could tell here. Um, I agree. I think Pac is, is coming away with the win here just because he's such a big star and he just got out of this match with Kenny that made them both look so, so good and made it look like either one of them could be a top star in the company. So it doesn't make sense to me to have him lose to a more comedic character. And with wins and losses purporting to matter in AEW, it really doesn't make sense for him to take the loss here. But I think we're in for an entertaining match. So these first few that we've talked about, you know, I didn't expect us to really disagree on these. Uh, I think moving forward, it's going to get a lot more interesting. So yeah, the, next... these ones were kind of kind of gimmies on that, yeah. you know, based off of storylines and how quickly, you know, the Cassidy pack match came together. Just a, just a quick thing when we what we talked about on on our dynamite recap show this is where a mid-card title could really come and play here like i'm curious of where pack goes after this match with cassidy is this an actual feud or is this just a way to get pack on the card at one of their four pay-per-views you know you you really need to make sure that you have your biggest and best stars on the show so kind of curious of, of where some of these stuff where some of these stories and that uh, characters can go post revolution and a mid card singles title will do a do a lot to solidify this group of people. So definitely. All right, what's next the next up, match on the card? Next up on the card is Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes, uh, continuing their feud, which began with Dustin getting his arm broken uh, by having a car door slammed on it. Pretty brutal. Uh, what do you got for this one? I don't care. <laughs> like, I didn't like. I don't. I didn't like Swagger when he was in. The other wrestling company, I definitely haven't really cared about him since he left. I don't care about MMA. I don't care about Bellator. And frankly, he's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> so, like, you know, I really have, like, him being in AEW at the beginning was seen as a big deal because, like, wow, this is, like, the first big signing, first big, you know, get that they got. But they've, they've had other great wrestlers debut and compete and actually do stuff. And I think if you were going to, have Hager wrestle it had to be last fall I feel like now it's just like I just kind of just don't care if if that like I don't care about Hager I don't care the clout he brings with him and maybe it had something to do with like he had a no compete clause or he wasn't allowed to you know and that's one thing but I just I really don't care and I feel like the time to do this match would have been closer to when Dustin's arm was broken you know he fought Sammy with a with a cast on you know so I just I really don't care I, I think you have to give it to Hager because you can't have him lose his debut match but I would just love to see Dustin slap him around for 10 minutes and give him that power slam and call it a night but I yeah it's bad I really don't care about this match <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to see what Hager can do I feel like we haven't seen him wrestle in a real match in a very long time even late in his run in the other wrestling company he was out to do random squash matches and to you know for them to be able to say oh they just pinned a former world champion and you know two-time all-american and da -da 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 -da. so you know I, I think there's utility in having someone like hager on the roster I don't think he's been used particularly well, partially just because he doesn't look tough 
wearing a freaking polo shirt every week and and slacks. <laughs> no it's one just, looks tough wearing a polo. It, it's just not a great look. So I'm excited to see him in some actual ring gear and see what he can do. I'm willing to have an open mind about this one. Um, but if he comes out and he sucks the big one and we don't see him wrestle again in AEW, my heart's not going to be broken. Yeah. Um, I will say I would be far more interested in this match if it was Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, I think that's much more compelling and interesting. And we'll be talking more about Lance Archer coming up in the future. Yeah, I'd be more excited about this match if it was Dustin Rhodes versus Marco Stunt. That should tell you how little I care about Hager. I think it tells us how much you love Marco Stunt. Maybe, maybe. Uh, We still need to get that. uh, that, Who's the the biggest guy? We we need like Jeff Cobb versus Marco Stunt (laughs) because he will send him into the banners and the (laughs) hanging from the ceiling. (laughs) I mean, I would be interested in seeing that. Uh, We'll move on, though. So who'd you you take for this? You take take I took Hager Hager as well. And I took Hager. Yeah. So we're we're deadlocked 4-4 on this one. Splits. But uh, now we're getting into the real meat of this show. Uh, The last four matches are definitely where it's at from a story perspective, where the focus of the television show has been. And next up on this list is Cody versus MJF. The blow off of this feud that has been going on since Cody got his shot at full gear. So this literally started the last pay-per-view. We've carried it forward since November. And here we are. So we finally get to see Cody have his match with MJF. What do you got to say about this one? Well, question for you. Are we at the point where we still need the AEW title in the main event? Because I kind of feel this should be the main event. But I know, you know, early on, you don't want to discredit your your main title or anything like that. But I feel like this is the, the biggest story that AEW's told so far and i feel like it it has enough weight that it should go on last any thoughts on that i I mean i get where you're coming from and i don't necessarily disagree but i think unless you're doing some kind of gimmicky thing where it's not actually part of the show Mm -hmm. and so like with with omega and moxley when they did the lights out thing like that made it make sense. It was like, okay, full gear is now over and, you know, this match is separate. So I I think that in this instance, the title match needs to go on last because this match is very clearly a part of the show and a part of what Mm -hmm. they're doing. But I do agree. I think it's the biggest story they've been building so far. And I think it's where the focus of a lot of the video packages and, in-show promos that we're going to see uh, this weekend are going to be focused on. I And I, I don't think this is the end of the feud by any means. This I feel like this could go on for months. And then, like we talked about last week, you know, this should be two characters who interweave with each other for the rest of their careers in AEW. Um, but, you know, the type of match I want to see, you know, this this is personal, you know, so I, I, I assume it will be more physical more brawl centric um at times um and we've gotten to the point where we know cody can work any style of match he's he's so damn talented and he's on a run right now um but i'm I'm gonna go i'm gonna go with mjf if we look at cody (laughs) did you pick mjf i I also picked son of a bitch (laughs) no i thought i thought you know for sure that you were gonna go with cody on this one i gotta go with my analytics here not my heart but (laughs) the reason let me let me give you the reason for that is 
Cody from day one, uh, since their first event, Double or Nothing last year, has been putting people over. Put over Dustin. Put over Darby. He's worked with everyone across the roster. And we compare him to John Cena and the United States Open Challenge so much because his biggest thing has been making new stars in this company. And what's the biggest star he can make right now? MJF as a massive heat-seeking missile. And I just feel like that's a natural continuation. And like I said, I don't think this feud is over. I think Cody will get his, uh, was it comeuppance? I can never say that right. (laughs) Yes, comeuppance. Comeuppance. Comeuppance? Comeuppance. Comeuppance. Yes. Got it. See, I can learn. It'd be easier if you saw it spelled out, I think. Comeuppance? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I think Cody will get his. See, that's my way of saying it. We'll get his at some point (laughs) down the line, whether it's, you know, on Dynamite or maybe at Double or Nothing 2 or All Out in Chicago. So, but yeah, I'm going I'm going with MJF. And uh, obviously, we now know that's your pick. Why why are you you picking MJF? I think uh, I think it makes sense at this stage in the feud. If this is not the end, it makes sense to and also with this not being the last match on the card. For the fans to be unhappy at the end of this match. And, you know, maybe that signifies something about later on in the card and what else is going to happen. I also think it makes sense for the heel to win here and to continue the feud, move it forward. And, you know, the first thing we should see Wednesday night on Dynamite is MJF's smirking face because he got it done. And Cody may have gotten the match that he wanted, but he didn't get the result that he wanted. So I think there's more story utility there. And I'm, I, I just think that's what's going to happen. I have this gut feeling about it. I am going to be very happy to be wrong, however, in this instance, because I want Cody to win. He's done such an amazing job as a babyface. I don't want to see him lose. And more than that, I want to see MJF get his <laughs> ass kicked. So, yeah, that's you know. that's the truest heel you know like mjf has real heat you know? and he has such a punchable face oh, you know yeah yeah uh, it, it's just, just such a funny sentence <laughs> yeah but but that's that's where i'm at with this one well maybe we'll get some switch ups here i guess our tiebreaker is going to be a coin flip or something yeah, <laughs> if uh I, I mean if we if we tie we're just going to have to re-record uh do another podcast and we'll change up our picks and pretend like it was brand new yeah, I don't know. Something like that. What, what's what's the next match on the card? All right, next up we have the Tag Team Championship match. Omega and Paige defending against the Young Bucks. And uh, I really like this match. I think they've done a really great job of telling this story. Uh, other than Cody, I think Adam Page might be the most compelling character that they've been portraying on screen with his uh, alcohol use and the really emotional promo that he cut in the middle of their interview it's clear that this is personal to him and that he really wants to stick it to the young bucks and prove them and kenny omega his own tag team partner wrong you know he doesn't believe the young bucks are the best tag team he thinks that he and kenny are the best tag team because they have the belts so uh, i think this is going to be an interesting match uh, these four know each other so, so well. So we sit, should see some really innovative spots here. Uh, the Young Bucks are always entertaining, and this is probably their most prominent feature tag match since the formation of AEW. So 
I'm really excited to see what they do here. I, I would say probably Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros at All Out probably is a smidge higher just because that was all last summer and culminated at All Out. But, you know, I, I, I get you there. And From a story perspective, yeah. though, there's more meat on the bone here. Oh, yeah. And well, this is one of the more compelling stories they've done in general. Yeah. You know? And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, I think being prominently featured as part of a story as part of something bigger than just this one match. And that just creates that emotional weight that can take a four-star match to a five-star match. So I'm excited to see this one. I, I expect this match to go a lot like the interview they had. It's going to start out kind of lighthearted. Hey, you know, look what I can do. Anything you can do, I can do better. And then it's going to take one cheap shot or one stiff blow that's going to cause this match to escalate fast. So um, I've been I've been torn on this. Uh, I... I I think I'm going to go with Omega and Paige retaining um, because I think the this elite drama can continue. And I, I think I think Paige, I don't uh, like I said, I'm so torn on this. Cause I think it go either way. I think you could have the Bucks cheat to win and kind of go down a heelish route themselves because um, once again, that. You are a jobber of Ring of Honor is not something, you know, a babyface would say, especially to someone who's supposedly one of their best friends. So I could see it going that route, but I think they have a good thing going right now. Um, and I, I think it it's going to be a fun match. And I think the post match is where it gets interesting because I feel these tempers are going to flare and it's going to turn into something even more bitter. And I I think Hangman and Page thinks he is the best tag team in the world, <laughs> um, a la Kane and Daniel Bryan in 2013. I am the tag team champions. Um, cause I could even I could even see Page and Omega coming to blows at some point in or after this match. So the thing is, I have I have no confidence in my pick, absolutely zero <laughs> confidence, because I have no I I really have no inclination of how they're going to go with this, and that's exciting. That's really exciting. So. You, you smile a bit when I made my pick. Are, are we in sync here? Yeah, again? We're, we're in lockstep. Jesus here. Christ! I, I also picked Omega and Page to win this one. Why are we so like? Why are we so like? My, my thing is, I, I feel like we haven't gotten to see them play out the full story of the championship tag team that don't like each other, and it's a time-honored tradition in wrestling. It's something that's a lot of fun to see on screen. And they've hinted at it, and they've hinted at it, and Omega and Paige have always found a way to win, even when, you know, Kenny gets hit with a buckshot lariat, or there's a miscommunication, or a tag that shouldn't have happened, or, or didn't happen when it was supposed to. And I, I think it's more interesting here if Paige does something nefarious to win the match, so they retain, uh, a la Sting and Lex Luger, from WCW in the 90s and you know you have Paige playing the Lex Luger role of being a heel while Kenny Omega is still trying to be a babyface and it just kind of causes them to implode and I think there's a lot of opportunity here to continue telling a story with these two and I think that they they need the titles in order to do that and for it to make sense mm -hmm. so so that's why I, I picked that but yeah. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun I think also the the state of the tag team division too. Like we we talked on Wednesday about like how 
Nihilas champion right now might be better than Rio because it gives them more flexibility in the stories they can tell based off of her character and the other characters. I think the tag team division is so deep that you could have either team, the Young Bucks or Omega and Paige as champs, and the division will be fine because Absolutely. the division's so freaking deep. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe the reason Kenny hasn't picked a name yet is because didn't expect it to last or not work. So yeah, they got to get a name at some point. And they even joked about that on being the elite this week. Like we don't even have a name. And like Kenny's like, yeah, I know, I know. We'll, we'll get to that. So, <laughs> um, well, we're what six for six together. Yeah. So it's going to come down to the two main championship matches. So hopefully we'll have some difference of opinion here. Uh, next up is Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander for the AEW Women's Championship. I don't think we're going to have a different opinion on this one. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Let's say it out on the count of three. One, two, three. Nyla, Nyla Rose. Rose. Yeah. yeah. So, pretty simple <laughs> on that one. Um, it just doesn't make sense. She just won the title. Uh, you know, they, they had her cut that awesome promo about, you know, I'm going to be a one-time champion. It'd be really, really bad look on her part to lose the belt in her first defense after making that claim. And I kind of wish it was someone other than Statlander because I feel like Statlander shouldn't be like the first stepping stone. Yeah, I, I get that. At, at the same time, though, it needed to be somebody who's been built up because otherwise, I mean, they don't have a pay-per-view every month. Yeah. Which means it needs to be a legitimate contender. It needs to be somebody who, through the storytelling of the match, they can sow that seed of doubt so that you think there's a chance that they're going to take the title off of her. They're not going to, but you need to be able to feel that in the moment. Otherwise, the match is going to be boring, no matter how well worked it is. So that storytelling element needs to be there. And I'm hopeful that they can make me believe that Chris Statlander has a chance to win this match. She's a great worker. These two have good chemistry. We've seen them in the ring before. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do here. And I'm really, really hopeful that they focus on the storytelling and convincing me that Chris Statlander has a chance to win. Because otherwise, it's just going to be waiting for the inevitable beast bomb that ends the match and sends us all home, yeah. you know, happy or sad, depending on how you feel about Nyla Rose as champion. Let me, let me toss a scenario at you. Would this have been better if they had... Instead of Statlander and Rose, they did Rose versus Rio in a rematch. And then you have Statlander and Big Swole kind of continuing that little thing they had on TV a few weeks ago. You get two women's matches on this card. You elevate one of Statlander or Swole from winning. And then at least with Rio, I think you believe more that there's a chance of her getting the title back. Because we've seen that happen in wrestling before. Yeah. Old champion gets the title back relatively quickly with their guaranteed rematch. I think that could have been just a better way to book this. Maybe make help get two other people over instead of us going into this knowing Nyla Rose is going to win. So, yeah. you know, just some some uh, armchair booking from, yeah, from the table here. I agree. And I definitely would like to see another women's match on the card. You know, there are eight matches announced for Revolution and... Only one of them is a women's match. So if they're really taking the women's division seriously the way that they say they are, it would be nice to have another women's match on the card. Yeah, even if they throw one on the pre-show, like at least, you know, I'd well, be okay and, with that too. You know, you had that fatal four-way on Dynamite that got to showcase a number of your women's athletes. And 
you also have Big Swole who's just hanging out. So, you know, maybe it would make sense to do a match between Hikaru Shida and Big Swole to kind of keep the momentum going in yep. the division. And, uh, yeah, and Shida know. looked great on, on Wednesday. She always looks great. So. And where's Emi Sakura? We yeah. haven't seen her in a while, and she's really, really good and someone who you could put on a pay-per-view and have her go out and have a great match with anybody. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to see, and hopefully they will add a women's match to the buy-in so that there's a little bit more meat on the card and uh, more women's competition uh, on this major pay-per-view. Yeah. So, But I, I agree. I think Nyla Rose comes away with this one. But I will say... If there's one thing we've learned in watching AEW going all the way back to uh, Double or Nothing, it's that this product is not predictable. So, you know, we've made all these picks. We've picked the same thing the entire way. I have no confidence in these picks. I could make the argument for both directions, and I can see the logic going both directions. So uh, I'll be interested to see what they actually end up doing. But I think what we're going to see is Beast Bomb, one, two, three, go home. Yeah, I, I feel like this could be a good spot for, you know, a, a debut post-match. You know, come down, get in Nyla's face if they want to go that route. Not sure if they have anything in the cards in terms of women's wrestlers that haven't debuted yet. But um, I, they definitely, I, I, I feel better. I feel better pretty good about the direction of the women's division after this week with the fatal four-way um but yeah i like i'm like to i'm, I'm cautious there because it definitely felt like a transition period when they took the belt off rio and then now it seems like they're, they're like a rebuilding franchise i think they kind of realize okay we have to rebuild this differently than how we've done it so is there only one more match on the card yeah oh shit okay the main event john moxley versus chris jericho for the AEW Championship. So this match has felt kind of inevitable ever since Jericho and Moxley showed up in AEW. Uh, when Jericho became the champion and Moxley went on his tear, it seemed like it was, you know, the writing was on the wall. This match was going to happen. It was just a question of when. So exciting that we're finally getting it. And uh, I'm excited that this is a match that doesn't have a stipulation. Mm -hmm. In fact, none of these matches tonight have stipulations. And that's kind of exciting because uh, when was the last time we saw a pay-per-view where there wasn't at least some kind of chicanery going on? Yeah. I mean, if any of, of all the matches so far, the only one I think that could like potentially have one would have been the MJF Cody just because of the intensity. But yeah, I, I, none of these matches I think need it. And I like that they're not using it just to use it yeah let know. the wrestling speak for itself yeah. so i think this is going to be a hard-hitting match i think that uh jericho and moxley styles work well together and uh my main hope for this match is just that you know jericho is able to move around the ring well because it's always a question mark we saw in his match with jungle boy he looked really really good for a solid 10 minutes and i don't think this is going to be a 30-minute Broadway kind of match that, you know, you might expect from the main event of an AEW pay-per-view. I think it's going to be a little bit shorter, but I think it's going to make up for it with hard-hitting brutality. And, you know, I think we could see some interference. Santana and Ortiz have nothing else going on tonight. They're the only other members of the inner circle who aren't on the card somewhere. So 
I think we could see some interference. I think we could see Moxley struggling to overcome the odds and that kind of being the story of this match. They've kind of planted the whole lone wolf persona and the one versus 10 that they did and Cleveland and, you know, (laughs) they've definitely built up that aspect of his character. So whether he ends up coming out on top or not, I think that's the story to tell here. Yeah. I also have no idea where this goes Um, because I I can see the benefits on both sides. And to me, it comes down to is who will still be like, what is there to do for both of these guys if this feud does end on Saturday? And I just, I know we talked about it earlier. I just don't know what Jericho is right now without the AEW championship. Um, I, I feel like he, for better or worse, they still want him to be the focus point during the first year of this. But now that they have the dynamite, you know, extension for the next four years, you know, I, I feel like they can probably take some more chances and more risks. Just knowing that, you know, if you take the belt off Jericho and the ratings dip for a week, you know, you're not going to get canceled or something like that. So, with all that being said, I, I'm I'm going to pick Jericho to retain. Um. Just because I think it it still makes sense to have him at the top of the card. Um, I feel like there are more pure faces because he's a pure heel that he can face off with. And I feel like Moxie's in that weird zone right now where he's not a face, but he's cheered like a face. He does things that a face normally wouldn't do. And I think there's still still a spot for uh, for Jericho at the top of the card. So. Maybe not the most risky choice on my end, but yeah, we'll go with La Champion holding on. Well, humanoids, we have disagreements. Whoa! <laughs> it only took eight matches. <laughs> Thank goodness. So We don't I, have to re-record. We don't have to re-record. <laughs> we can keep this. Leave it in. Uh, so yeah, I actually am going with John Moxley in this one. I think it's time for a title change. This is the only title that has not changed hands to yep. this point in AEW, and it's been a while. Chris Jericho won this title quite a while ago, yep. and I September. think it's time for there to be a little bit of change, and it, it's uh, it's getting a little bit stale. His Le Champion act is kind of starting to get old, and I, I think there's still plenty for him to do as the head honcho of the main heel faction in the company. I think what it does is he doesn't have to wrestle as often. I mean, he doesn't wrestle that much. Right well, that's now, true. You know, uh, but you know, he doesn't necessarily have to be in shape to headline a pay per view the way he does every time he holds the belt. Yeah. So, uh, I think this is an opportunity to make Moxley the face of the company um, and get him up there in that stratosphere, have him go on a nice little championship run, and then see who steps up to the plate to challenge him. The nice thing about having a tweener like Moxley as your champion is you can go either direction. So if you decide that, you know, Lance Archer coming in is your monster heel and you want to put him up against Moxley, by the way, they have history. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you decide that you want to elevate someone like uh, a Darby Allen or, you know, one of the members of SCU and put them in championship contention. You can do that. So it's a it's a really 
good opportunity here. And like we've talked about, they don't have a pay-per-view every month. So when a title changes, it's going to feel like a big deal. And I think that this needs to be that big deal. Now, I don't think anybody thought that Cody was going to lose at full gear. We all thought the title change was coming then. It's three months later. So, you know, let's see if actually closer to four months later at this point. So let's see if, if we can get that title change, freshen things up and put Moxley in a position to carry this company moving forward. Yeah, I guess one thing I discounted, too, is that while Moxley isn't as big of a name, Jericho, in just like a historical perspective, and Moxley's still a huge, huge star, and other wrestling fans know of him. So I guess that, that kind of helps negate some of my concerns of having him at the top. So, yeah, that's all very good arguments. And, yeah, I think a, a Moxley title run could be good. And I mean, he's he's a former WWE champion, yep. I think two times. Two times. And he's current a, IWGP U, United States champion. Yeah. Um, he actually beat Archer for that at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So there's a little more history if they wanted to continue that here in AEW. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see where they go. I feel like this is a a pretty significant. I, I They only have four pay-per-views a year, so the pay-per-views are always going to be significant. But I feel like there's a good chance to kind of shake things up after this event. And we've talked. The month of February has been an amazing run for Dynamite AEW. Everything is kind of crescendoed. Well, you gotta you gotta take a little time to reset so you can build up for the next one. And I feel like, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways they can go here. And definitely, a, a Moxley win would be a a major paradigm shift. <laughs> Nicely done. You're welcome. <laughs> um, for for the company going forward. So I think I might regret my pick. You made a really compelling argument <laughs> for Moxley, and now I don't really like my Jericho pick, but I'll stick to with it. So. We, I, this is going to come down to one fucking match for us. Yes, it is. But, um, you know, that's okay. I've got my I, notepad. I've got our picks locked in. It's written in ink, so we can't change it. Oh, my God. Ink? That's so I risky. I know. I know. So high tech. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. We When we did picks for Double or Nothing last year, this guy won. And I won by, like, two or three matches. So, yeah, it was uh, glorious. It was not my finest performance. Glorious. I will, however, point out that I usually smoke you since. <laughs> so I, I, I think one the I think the biggest difference between the last few years is I wasn't watching everything you were watching. So like when we picked the NJPW shows, I was like, I have no idea. I'm gonna do <laughs> this. Like that's a cool name. I'm gonna pick that guy. I watch AEW every week too. Now you watch Dark, but I feel like. I feel like I'm more in tune with the stories and the, the the wrestlers and this phase of our wrestling friendship. So I think our picks are going to be much more competitive going forward. Well, we know it's only going to be off by one. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> one to zero. <laughs> Regardless of the but, end of this weekend. Uh, we will be back on Sunday, March 1st. And we're going to be... God, it's March already. I know. How crazy is that? weird and uh, we'll be recording our reactions and a rundown of the card and you know all the results so be on the lookout for that and uh, we'll definitely take a look at how well or how poorly we did at predicting the outcomes of these matches yeah Um, i'm gonna guess poorly i'm gonna guess poorly oh it's always gonna be poorly (laughs) it's never gonna go chalk like we want um 
But yeah, follow us on Twitter at OWS underscore pod. Um, uh, Instagram and Facebook at The Other Wrestling Show. You can email us at The Other Wrestling Show at gmail.com. Follow Joel at The Other Joel. Follow me at Michael underscore Aranda. And yeah, I think that's it, buddy. I hope you guys enjoy Revolution. Uh, we'll be watching Sunday morning, so no spoilers, you assholes. Um, I'm going to mute. Stay actually, off Twitter, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to mute uh, anything AEW related on uh, Saturday. And I'm going to text my friends who do watch saying, do not text me anything. <laughs> um, now, we'll see. We'll see if I follow that when I'm four or five drinks and beers, daiquiris. I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna get fucky it's my birthday we'll do it we're gonna have fun so but on that note joel you wanna you wanna take us out remember everybody life's a work duck the clothesline Enjoy the duck work. Uh, i mean wait happy wrestling